Welcome to Inside the Comfort Zone. You're listening to the podcast that redefines personal development and helps you handle change with ease, sustainably and enjoyably. And my name is Adam Kowalik. Thank you for listening in today, today's episode. Uh, this episode is recorded live on Call-In and if you're not already connected with me there, please make sure you follow and subscribe to the show, helping you get notified every time we go live and when there's a new episode out. When you join live, you can ask questions, you can interact with me and fellow listeners and help co-create the episode and the show. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. That was said by Lord John Dahlberg Acton. Now, we're talking today about does power corrupt? Have you ever thought that, you know, if you only had the power of the global leaders, you could make the necessary changes and things would be so much more uh, different? Well, I know that I have thought that. Like, I've definitely entertained those those ideas that... If only I'd been in the position of, of making decisions or having power and authority, things would look different. Well, the thing is about power that looking at possibly everything that's going on now and looking back in history, one can't necessarily be blamed for thinking that power corrupts. I once saw a segment about a gated community and and the growing growing poverty that was happening around the excluded communities and it focused on some people who were immensely poor and you could could hear their despair and their desperation voicing voicing all of their concerns and they they strongly criticized the the growing gap between the haves and the don't haves and rightfully so and towards the end of the segment and the interview, one of the people struggling the most was asked, what would they do if they would come into great wealth? And the person answered without much hesitation that she'd buy a nice home in one of the gated communities. Now, I'm not making the interview full justice here. Um, I mean, much was said and, and much could be taken away from it. What I personally felt the final, when the final comment, uh, kind of delivered, I felt it signaled, um, that many would do exactly the same thing, uh, that they were criticizing when things were different. Meaning if they got the chance to have the same thing, they would definitely jump on it. I believe people mean well. When, when starting out, they have noble goals and intentions, and as they progress, it becomes harder and harder to navigate their situation. I mean, when that individual was asked, what would you do if you had a lot of money? She was in a situation where she wanted to get out of it, and she saw a gated community as a solution, even though minutes ago she was criticizing it, criticizing the lack of empathy or lack of understanding, the, the gap between the, the, the poor and the rich. Now, I am an optimist, and I often see hardship and challenges as an invitation to keep going, not a reason to give up. And there's really no shame in giving up. Uh, in, in fact, there are certain things that we should give up. What I do want to point out is that I often feel galvanized in my beliefs or, or, or my mission when things are hitting me hard in the face. To me, 
that's a perspective or there it's an opportunity to change my perspective. And it's a choice that can be made. As an optimist, I, I wanted to look more into this, this notion that absolute power corrupts absolutely. And I wanted to explore if this is actually true. Maybe because again, looking at the news lately, uh, there's so many examples where powerful people seem to be abusing their powers. So firstly, um, the, let me just say that the full quote said by Lord Acton is, power tends to corrupt and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So there is a nuance there. There is some leeway there. And I did some research and I found two interesting studies that showed competing conclusions. So the first study found that indeed power corrupts. In something that psychologists refer to as the power paradox, talking about how the very traits that help people to power disappears once they've come into power. Good traits like honesty or, or, or patience is replaced by perhaps rudeness or impulsiveness. What seems to be happening is that people in power become less sympathetic and, and concerned about other people's feelings and opinions. Power fosters a myopic view, meaning a self-centered view with less thought for others. The consequence of this is, of this myopic point of view is that people in power see themselves as more important and then think, and they think they are more justified in their actions when breaking rules or even cheating, all the while thinking that others, other people, indeed should follow rules and regulations. When people raise the power, they often gain respect and are given the runway to get into power in a place of power, meaning um, when we have power, it often comes with a lot of respect. People have respect, people show respect, and we are given space to move into that place. And, and once they're in power, uh, they feel powerful. And having all that dopamine going through their brains, they start believing they can do anything. The traits that often allow people to gain power and respect are humble traits, like being good listeners, being truthful. And then as they gain momentum, they believe that they are above it all. As professor of psychology at University of, of California, Berkeley, uh, Dutcher Keltner has said, the good in human nature gets us power, and then power leads to the bad in human nature. So we are given the opportunity to lead through great traits or good traits. That's how we gain respect. And then once we are on, on top of it all, once we're in power, that leads to the very bad in human nature. Uh, Keltner also discussed or discovered that uh, when you, you make um, powerful people accountable, they become more ethical. Uh, 
When powerful leaders believe that they will be held accountable and evaluated, they become less greedy and less entitled. And Keltner goes on uh, to liken it with a geometric shape of instead of having uh, like a pyramid, uh, a, a point at the top, one dot at the top, and the rest are kind of below. If you instead created a geometrical uh, shape with two dots on the top and then one dot below, almost looking like a human face, if you like, that those two dots would be representing oversight. They would represent the evaluation, the accountability of that one single dot. Now, finally, in the second discovery of my research, Catherine Dicalis, a professor of management at the University of Toronto, in a recently published study in the Journal of Applied Psychology, showed that power doesn't corrupt people. People corrupt power. She discovered that power acts more like an amplifier, bringing out what is already within. It's like power doesn't change people. It simply makes us more of what we are. The study by Decales and her colleagues found that power doesn't corrupt. It heightens pre-existing ethical tendencies. Now, and perhaps you've heard me say many times that when we feel good, we do good. And I believe that when we are balanced, content and compassionate, we, we end up expressing that in most all things that we do. Abraham Lincoln said once, nearly all people can stand adversity, but if you want to test a person's character, give them power. How we act when we have power towards those who lack power says it all. Author Robert Caro said it the best, I believe. Power doesn't always corrupt. Power always reveals. Thanks for listening and thank you for being you. If this resonated with you and you can think of a friend, possibly in power, who needs to hear this, please share a link to this episode from any of the popular podcast platforms. And if you want to be part of the co-creation of this podcast, join the conversation live, asking questions, sharing your insights. You can do so every Tuesday at 6pm London time on call in. Talk more soon. Bye.